And now here's our Monday feature, South Bend Stories, where we hear from area residents about the people, places, and events that have made this city what it is today. South Bend Stories is produced at the Salvation Army Croc Center Recording Studios and is a joint project with WVPE along with SB 150, a celebration of the 150th anniversary of the city of South Bend, the Tire Rack, and the Community Foundation of St. Joseph County in partnership with the Salvation Army Croc Center. Today, Marilyn Gardner and Doug Barton discuss the development of a building for the Jewish Federation of St. Joseph Valley. The Federation serves as a central resource for the area's growing Jewish community. If you look back over the history of all the times that we tried to do this and we couldn't because of events around the world, the synagogues were being built, Israel was being attacked on all sides in the Six-Day War, so all of our resources were going to providing care. There have been lots of things that we felt obligated to do so that the building was always put on the back burner. It's really a a pretty interesting story, Marilyn. When you and I first met in the 60s, the Federation was being housed in a building downtown. Correct, on Jefferson. And we were just an office, basically, with a meeting room. This started as the Jewish Community Council. That's correct. Let's go back a little bit and say that the community leadership back in the late 50s actually purchased 28 acres of land on McKinley. But unfortunately, uh, world events were such that the community felt that money could not be spent locally but needed to be spent to rescue Jews in need, to provide support for refugees. In the 1950s, the community was building the Sinai Synagogue and Temple Bethel, and so there was not enough available to even think about another building. We would have strategic planning meetings. We would have hundreds of people come out and indicate what they thought the Jewish community needed here in order to have a center for the community to grow in, but we continually hit stumbling blocks. Yes, we did. Until 1997-98, I got a call at the Jewish Federation asking me to come to the office of Fred Baer, one of the attorneys in town, and to explain to someone who was there with him what we would do if we had a significant major gift and building on our own property. Fred Baer talked to Kurt Simon, and Fred convinced Kurt that if Kurt didn't make this happen, that it probably would not happen for the Jewish community. Fred and Kurt called me and asked to have lunch. The way Kurt, he would start off every conversation with something like, now, Doug, I want to tell you that I am willing to do something, but it's only if the community also becomes part of this project. So at that point, he said that there would be a million-dollar gift if we could raise that kind of money on the other end, that he would be happy to provide that as a gift. I was asked to paint a picture for Kurt of what it would look like if we were to have a facility of our own and could have more than just office space, and to try to imagine and help him imagine what it would be like. Painting that picture of what the building could mean for the community was the major key. The Federation engaged the architect, Dean Bergerman, at MPA Architects. Our feeling was that the building should reflect the fact that this would be a tent under which all of our community could gather, and that it also should reflect the architecture of Jerusalem. And he designed a building that resembled a tent. He used limestone to reflect the golden color of the limestone in Jerusalem. He went up to northern Michigan to find that 
kind of stone, to try to match Jerusalem's stone. There was so much care that was taken in all of the aspects of the building, the furniture inside, the landscaping, the actual physical building itself, and all of those were meant to be symbolic. In the front of the building, there were 18 trees planted. The meaningfulness of the number 18 for us is a term for life. We wanted to reflect the sons of Jacob. The 12 the tribes. The 12 tribes. And we had a woman in our community, Sandy Barton, who had just finished reading Anita DeMont's book, The Red Tent, and said, excuse me, Jacob had 12 sons, but he also had a daughter. And where is she going to be on the building? <laughs> Fortuitously, for some reason, we ended up with 13 windows, although we could swear in the original plans there were just going to be 12. And when we unveiled those windows, it was a real emotional time. It couldn't have been more important for the building. It once again said this building is inclusive of everyone and of both genders. And so come out and look at it because it is absolutely, uh, it's a masterpiece of architectural design. Uh, they're just an amazing things that can be done where communities don't think they can get them done. If you build it, they will come. And if you build it, they will come. And so on any given day now, the building is just alive and teeming with all kinds of activities going on. It certainly has become an asset for the community. But when I moved to South Bend in 1969 from Boston, the rabbi there told me, you're moving to a hardship post. There's, there's no Jewish center, uh, and we don't have to say that anymore. This is far from a hardship post, and uh, it's something we can be proud of as a community. That was Marilyn Gardner and Doug Barton discussing the history of the Jewish Federation facility. South Bend Stories is heard every Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. during Morning Edition, and again at a little past 12.30 p.m. on here and now. If you'd like to share your South Bend story, visit the website mycroc.org.